Yo! Welcome back to another edition of the Cruising Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Cruz, and today is Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. I don't know why I just did that, but that's what we're going to do. Um, where you can find the Cruising Podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere you can find your podcast needs is where you can find the Cruising Podcast. Also, where you can find latest updates of the Cruising Podcast is, is on Instagram at Cruising Podcast, also on Twitter at Nicetown Finest. Why do I do that? Why do I? I don't know why my voice. Ha- you know what? We're not going to do this today. We're not going to do it. We're not. Nope. Mm-mm, nope. Not on. Nope. We're not going to do it. So today we are talking NBA playoffs predictions. Everybody has their thoughts. Everybody has their prayers. Everybody has an opinion. And I'm going to tell you mine. And guess what? Mine's going to be right. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. It's going to be right. And if you guys got a problem with it, you know, DM at Cruising Podcast on Instagram. Also, uh, like and subscribe on uh, YouTube. Um. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the first round. We're going to do the second round. We're going to do conference finals. And then we're going to do the finals because that's how it's supposed to work. And I don't know why I just explained that because that you're, you're, you guys are smarter than me. Like, I don't, I don't care. You guys are smarter. I'm not, you know, I'm just here. I'm just the voice of the people, not above, but equal. And for the greater good, I walks amongst the evil. J. Cole, J. Cole proverb. No, I'm joking. All right, here we do. Here we go. All right, round one. We're going to start with the West. Utah versus uh, Memphis. Memphis uh, pulled out the win against um, against uh, just really Curry and the Warriors. Barely. But listen, you, here's what you got to understand. Is that you gotta respect that them young bulls, not one of them, not all of them played defense very well. Every single last person on that team plays very good defense, and they're deep. They're they're uh, well, they they can go eight nine, you know, and they're a very good team. And John Morant is a great leader for this team. I was telling everybody about John Morant before you know he, he got drafted and everything like that. I said this dude's gonna be a problem, and here we here we are. They are the number eight seed. They weren't a great team last year. This year they are. I forgot Jaron Jackson came back. I thought he was out for the rest of the season. Now Utah has been killing it all year. They have stumbled a little bit because, and this is the only reason, because Donovan Mitchell's been out for over a month with with an ankle injury. Also, probably taking a rest. No, I'm joking. He, 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 I don't know. He's been out for a while with this ankle injury. Um, I think they wanted to rest him anyway to make sure like he's ready for the playoffs. And then they rest him game one, which makes no fucking sense. They, I, I think they're going to underestimate this Memphis team, and they're going to give him a fight. Just like the Memphis teams back in the day, I know everybody. Uh, I love the Grind Town Memphis team. That was that was the Mike Conley, the um, oh my God, Tony Allen, Marcus All. Like you had these guys. All they really needed was a pure score on that team, and I think that team would have went a lot further. But these these young guys, these young guys right here, are grinding. They're fighting. I mean, you gotta think about it. They're they don't have enough experience to probably get nervous in the playoffs. And so them taking game one was a big thing. But I think overall, Utah's going to ro- walk away with this series. But they're going to fight. They they might, they've got to go five deep at least now. So they might have to go six or seven. This may go six or seven. Because these guys, don't underestimate them. They're 
a problem. They're young, they're hungry, and they're a problem. That's um that that so I think Utah's gonna walk away with this one. Six-game series. I'll say this is going to be a six-game series. I think Memphis steals one at home, too. Right now, they have home court advantage. So, this is actually... Them splitting in Utah is a big thing. Big, big, big thing. So, I think we need to be ready for this to be a very long series for them and a very grinded-out type series. All right. Next, we got the LA Clippers. The 4-5 matchup is the LA Clippers and, and the Dallas Mavericks. I, oh, by the way, I think Utah is going to win that series because experience will win out. I think Donovan Mitchell is the X factor. Is not just the X factor. He's the All Star of that team. He's the he's the thing that gets the you know the barrel churning. And he's a he, that's how good of a player he is. That's how much of a difference he makes. Because Bogdanovich scored how much twenty nine, and he had to work his ass off to get those twenty nine points. So he's once again Mitchell's going to have to work his ass off. I think Mitchell's going to come back. Probably a little rusty. He hasn't played in a while. Um, he said he was clear to play uh, the first game. Don't it, I, I truly think, like my brother told me before, it he, they probably underestimated this this Memphis team. They, these guys are they, they're here to play. They're here to play. They got Valanciunas. Valanciunas won the title not too long ago. They, like <laughs> like they're not a bad team. Oh no, no, he wasn't part of that team. I'm sorry. Was he? We might have to go back and check. But for that Toronto team, you know, Valanciunas has experience in the playoffs. Like, they have experienced players that have been there before. And then you also got a couple rookies out there. Not a couple. A couple guys that are, like, in their second or third years. And they're still getting their feet wet. And they're getting their feet wet in the playoffs. And, you know, in a half court, they're they're kind of speeding up. If, if Utah has to get sped up, they're going to be in trouble with this team. Because turnovers with the Memphis Grizzlies is a problem. Because every single last one of them, except for maybe Valanciunas, all every single last one of them got some wheels on them. And so it's it could be a track meet. And I don't think Utah wants a track meet with with uh, with Memphis. That would be the detriment. That would be to their detriment. So, but I think Utah is going to be able to slow it down. You know, um, you still got Gobert. You still got Bogdanovich, like I said. You still got Mike Conley, who's also been there, too. Um, Donovan Mitchell. You know, this team is still dangerous, and they're very deep. So, and, and Jer- I think Jeremy Clarkson, you put him back in his role as the sixth man, and now everybody's playing a role again. So, that's why I think Utah is going to walk away with this um, at least at least six games. I think it's going to take them six games, though. All right. L.A. Clippers, Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to say this, and everybody's going to be mad at me, and I don't give two motherfucking fucks. Paul George is the most overrated basketball player in the game right now. And I, I and I and like I was telling people, he is a top two-way player, but he wilts. He 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 wilts. And I, I don't know why he wilts. I don't understand why he wilts. He's actually a pretty good player, but is he a championship type winning player, he ha- he he's a cog in the in the system. He has to be the cog in the system. And Kawhi Leonard, you know, Kawhi's still a great player. Um, you still have Pat Bev. Pat Bev. I think. I, I I truly think this Clippers team is very overrated. They were overrated last year too, and even putting in Cousins. And I, I don't think this team is that good. 
at a four seed against this nasty Dallas. Yo, this Dallas Maver- this Dallas Mavericks team is a problem because Luca is playing with a different type of energy this year. It's a different like the dude's talking shit. He doesn't talk shit. Like he doesn't get angry. He and he's taking it out on the game. You know, he's he, it's a different type balling with with him. And you got James Johnson kind of as like they're kind of like their enforcer. So Pat Bab does get a little little rowdy. You know, you still got James Johnson there. You know, I think that the Dallas Mavericks are gonna walk away with the series. I know everybody's like, well, they won game one. That's why you're saying it. No, I'm not saying it that way. I'm saying this. You still got Christoph Porzingis, who is also an overrated fucking player, but he's still manageable. You still got a Willie Colley-Stein, who's a good big. Um, you still have a Tim Hardaway Jr., who is a scorer, purely scorer. James Johnson, once again, yes, I say he's an enforcer, but he'll hit you. he'll get you two or three threes per game. He can shoot. Don't get it twisted. He's not a bad player. He can shoot. You know, he's still got Bo- Boban. And I think people sleep because they see how Boban moves around on the court. Boban's a problem, man. He's actually a really, really good center. A good backup. I wish the Sixers kept him. Kept him. I wish we were able to keep him, but we got Dwight Howard. But Boban's a good player. They have great bigs on that squad. I think that's where the Clippers are kind of kind of lost. They don't have good – they don't have – I mean, well, you do still got Cousins, and you got Zubak. Zubak isn't a bad center, but he's not better than Cully Stein and and Boban, in my opinion. And Kristoff takes them, takes their defense, and they he really spreads that defense out. You know, they don't really have too many guys that, you know, they 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 don't really need to post you up either. It's like they got shooters all around the court on Dallas, and I mean, you could put Kawhi on Luca. But you could put PG on Tim Hardaway, but they're still a pretty good fucking team. Even with Jay and Jay Rich. Jason Richardson, yo, Jason Richardson is not a bad player. He just didn't fit the system for the Sixers. He's a, actually a very good two-way player when he's on his game. When he's shooting and doing all that, I think the clip I think the Dallas Mavericks I think the Dallas Mavericks win this in five. I think Luca is the is gonna be the once again, he is an MVP caliber player that he's a mismatch for most players in the league. Now, this is a perfect matchup for him because he has two guys that are really good perimeter defenders. But once again, like I said, you got one that wilts under pressure. I mean, that wilts in the playoffs, even though he calls him playoff P. I mean, how many playoff, how many finals did he get to as a playoff P? How many times have we talked about him wilting in the playoffs? You know, that's what we need to talk about here. Kawhi, Kawhi's going to be there. Kawhi doesn't care. Kawhi don't give a hell. Boardman does not care. So I think Dallas wins this in six. All right. Uh, Denver and Portland right now. Portland took game one. Looks like Denver's about to take game two. But them having to go back to Portland um, with a split is pretty tough. I know I, know I said that I'm not going to let the first game's effect when I talk about, but I don't give a fuck. Um, I think Portland matches up very well with Denver. Um, the biggest thing right now that Portland has is Dame Lillard and Carmelo Anthony and a healthy CJ McCollum and uh, Ennis Cantor. And uh, is Yerk? Hopefully, Yerkish is back. Finally, I don't know because that dude's always fucking injured. 
That team, like, their supplemental players are very, very good. Very good. Like, Carmelo's like an all-time scorer. Um, defensively, they're not a great defensive team. Let's not get it twisted. They're not a great defensive team. But they're nasty. Like, if you score on them, they take it personally. And Denver literally has the same team with Aaron Gordon. They just added an Aaron Gordon. Um, I think where Denver gets kind of messed up here is that Jamal Murray's not playing. Jokic is a great player. Um, top two centers in the league. Great player. But, and this is a huge but, if he's not scoring 30 right now and he's not getting triple doubles, it's going to be a long night for Denver. And Portland has a great bench, too. Their bench is actually very good. I mean, think about it. Carmelo Anthony comes off the bench of this team. And I think Anthony si- Anthony Simons comes off the bench for this team, too. You know, Robert Covington is a shutdown, is a, is kind of a lockup on, on the perimeter. That's their best defender. And really, Denver doesn't have that second – well, they got Porter. They got Porter. What the fuck am I talking about? They have Porter. Porter isn't bad. But Covington can play him. That That's the type of player that Covington can play very well, actually. Um, I want to say this, and it's going to sound crazy to everyone else. I think Portland walks away with this one. That's two upsets? No, nah, that's not really an upset. Four or five is not really an upset. This is kind of an upset. I think Portland walks away with this one. Um, it's going to be a seven-game series. It's going to be a fight. It's going to come down to who's more clutch. And we've seen Dame in the clutch way too many times. And they're better than a sixth seed. And this year's playoffs, they're better than a sixth seed. You just think about it. Everybody's been hurt, and they got to the sixth seed. You know, CJ's been out most of the season. Yurkic's been out most of the se- most of like five seasons, but most of the season. <laughs> You know, if they had Zach Collins, I'll feel a lot more confident in their because you can throw different bigs at Jokic. But I still think, from the bottom of my heart, that Portland walks away with um, with seven games. I think they win in a seven game series. All right, last matchup: uh, the number two Phoenix Suns versus the LA Lakers. Lakers walk away with this in five. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I, y- y'all, y'all can say, hey, say what you want. I don't care. I know I know. Phoenix won first game. I don't give a fuck. Listen, Lakers are walking away. Lakers are the top team. They're, nobody, everybody's like, well, nobody's scared of the Lakers. Don't give a fuck if you get, you don't have to be scared of them. You're not better than them. I'm sorry. You're not. You're not better than them. And if Paul, if Chris Paul's injury is for real, Lakers are winning this in five with blowouts. You better hope Chris Paul isn't injured because Booker has to put out a huge amount of points against this Lakers team because you got to think about it. And I know some of y'all are like, what? What are you talking about? They're a seven seed. Doesn't matter. That's the most dangerous seven. If they were in the eighth seed, they're the most dangerous eighth seed too. Listen, that is a dangerous seven seed. LeBron is healthy. LeBron's healthy and he's rested. AD is healthy and he's rested. That's a dangerous team. Drummond is dangerous. This team is dangerous. That's why I'm saying five games. And I'm talking, it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. 
And I know a lot of you are like, that's because you think the Lakers are... No, 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 no. LeBron's still one of the greatest players in the game. Of all time, in the game. AD is a top five, top three center right now. Andre Drummond is a top ten center right now. You got KCP. You got... Has Harold even fucking played? How do you go from winning sixth man of the year to, like, being at the back of the bench or something? Like, he hasn't really played, has he? You still got these nasty players on this team. You still got Kuzma. And I know everybody's like, well, Kuzma's not there. Shut up. Kuzma's pretty fucking good for a guy coming off the bench. He's still pretty good. He's still a matchup nightmare. You, You know, this team is very well built. I think this is the best team building out of the out of the whole west right now. Next to probably Utah. So, I think the Lakers walk away with this in 5, yo, cuz Aiden's really not that good. Um Chris Paul's that good. Booker is that good. But the thing you can do with Booker now is that now you got all these different guys that play pretty good defense that are going to Make, he's going to work for all his points. He's going to have to work. And if, like I said, if Paul is, if Chris Paul is tweaked in any way, that's even hard. Now he's got to work even harder because Chris Paul knows how to get you open. So Lakers in five and fuck you if you have a problem with it. And I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Chris Paul's. Don't get it twisted. Chris Paul's one of the greatest point guards of all time. And I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. He's one of the greatest pop. He's one of the greatest point guards of all time. Just look at the previous five teams that he had to get traded to and look at their records before and after, and let's talk about it. And then we can go talk about it. Tell me anybody else that can do that as a point guard, as a six-foot point guard. One of the greatest leaders of all time. All time. Just when he comes to the playoffs, he always, something happens. I don't understand it, but something happens. This time, you're going against one of the better built teams in the league right now, and you're still playing with a bunch of guys that don't have the experience yet in the playoffs. So, yes, Lakers in five. And market might be six, but I'm saying five. Just putting it out there. All right, so I think it's going to be Utah versus Dallas. All right, so this is what I'm going to say. I'm uh, I'm thinking about how oh, I had to think about it a little bit. Utah's better built, and Utah having the home court advantage definitely works in their favor. Um, once again, this is one of those teams that are built to probably beat Dallas right now because you have a pretty good big in in Rudy Gobert, who is a great defensive big. He's rangy. You know, he gets, he, you know, once again, he's the stifle tower. I think Donovan Mitchell, by the time they get to the second round, is going to have his feet under him. Now, once again, if something happens to Donovan Mitchell, they're not winning the first round. But if Donovan Mitchell is on top of his game, by the time they get to the second round, I see Utah winning this in probably six. This is going to be, once again, this is going to be one of those tough series. Um, I think Dallas is really good. I think Luke is really good. I think they're, they're something away. They're a piece or two away 
from being a top four, I mean, not top four, a top tier Western Conference team. You know, I, I they're not right now. They're not as built as Utah right now. And also, this is Utah's last chance to be really good. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying. I know uh, this is crazy, but this is their last chance to try to get to the finals. Like, at some point, they might have to press eject on this butt on on this team. There's a few teams like this. Uh, don't worry. I'm one. I'm, don't worry. This is Utah's last chance together, in in my opinion. Um, to do something, to get to at least the conference finals, at least to try uh, and at least challenge for the finals. And I think they're going to play with that desperation to get there. And they're, I think, once again, this might take six games, though. Like, Luka is that much of an X factor that that is going to take six games. Um, and then where we're at, Portland versus uh, versus L.A., a 6-7 going against each other. Yeah, I say it. Yeah. Listen, once again, Lakers in six. Why? LeBron's going to have his feet under him. AD's going to have his feet under him. And they're going to be clicking on all fucking cylinders once they get to the second round. They're, this is, this is like I said, they're the most dangerous seven seed of all time. Period. They did disrespect Phoenix by, you know, giving the, the Lakers a betting favorite. But they were right to do so. They're a better built team. Um, I think, I think this summer, Portland's going to probably have to do something. But right now, I think the Lakers win this in six. And that's the Dame Lillard effect. Because Dame's going to mess around and score like 50 in one of those games. It's going to be one of those Dame and CJ games where they score like 80 together. And they're going to win. There's going to be a couple games like that. But at the end of the day, they really don't have anybody for AD. They really don't have anybody for LeBron. Maybe Covington, but, you know, yeah, no. I think that their talent's going to outweigh everything else that the Portland Trailblazers have. Like I said, they might sneak away with maybe two wins. It's going to be a 4-2 type deal. But I don't see the Lakers losing to Portland in a seven-game series. I just don't. Okay, next, Utah versus L.A. Lakers. The seven seed versus the number one seed. The West is fucking stacked, by the way. I just want to put this out there. The West is stacked. They, they are stacked. They, these eight seeds are fucking amazing. All eight, even nine. They, they, you know, they're about, they're about nine deep right now with the... the the Golden State Warriors, you know. Okay, we're, we're, no, I'm just going to stick to this matchup. My fault. Utah versus L.A. Lakers. <sighs> this will be a good series. This is going to be a pretty good series against these two. Utah's going to have home court advantage. But, but you're playing against all-time great players. And all-time great players show up. And LeBron, that LeBron effect is going to be weighing heavy on this team. 
He's still 36. Let's not get it twisted. Yes, I know he's 36 years old, but still playing like he's 25. I think that Utah is a good team. They're going to be desperate to try to get to the finals. I think that series would go seven. But I think the Lakers are just that good. I think the reason, the only reason why the Lakers are seven seed this year is because LeBron missed a month and AD also missed like two months or some craziness like that. Like they both missed a lot of time playing this year. And that's why I'm going to say that there's that's the only reason why the Lakers are a seven seed. They were winning before that, by the way. They were in the top two. They were like the top two teams before the injuries started happening. So I think that the Lakers are going to overwhelm the Utah Jazz. And that's why I'm going to say that the Lakers will get to the finals. I'm not saying that because LeBron is said to be the GOAT or anything like this. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to, it's going to be nice about what I'm going to say. Everybody's going to say, well, LeBron's GOAT status, they were came from the seventh seed and they won. So LeBron took a month off. Le- LeBron took a month off of work. And he feels fantastic. And he spends a million dollars on his body. You think him taking a, uh, taking a month off and he spends how much on his body? You think that man wasn't isn't going to be rest, well-rested? Fuck out of here. The only thing that's going to be wrong with him when he first comes back is that he's going to be rusty. That's it. That is all. That's it. That's how it's done. But they should have been a number two seed. And we all, I think they, they should have been a number two seed. This is a number two seed. At that's at least. No, no, I'm sorry. That's at most. They're just they they they're a number two seed. Their highest is number one. They 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 and really probably could have been number one. This team is too well built and well coached to be a number to be a number seven seed. And that is going to play into this. They're a better built team than Utah Jazz. They are a better team. Period. End of story. Uh, Utah is a, they have great talent on the team. They have a lot going on. You know, Conley and, and Mitchell and, like I said, Rudy Gobert, they all have, they all have, um, what's that word? Experience in the playoffs. But you're playing against all time great players right now. Like Anthony Davis, who can take over a game at any point. LeBron James, who can take over a game at any point. You know, these are two top, 10 players on the same team. And then you got Andre Drummond, like I said before, who's a wild card. He's another big that is an athletic big. He gets rebounds. Like, the dude gets, like, 20 rebounds per game. You know, he's a, he's a problem down there. So, I think that the Lakers, Lakers this year from last year are better built and, and have more experience with some of the same players that they had from last year. And they got Schroeder, who's coming off the bench, too. Who is a pure scorer. It's just what he does. And he's an agitator. You know. 
this team and Wesley Matthews coming off the bench too. He's a three and D type of dude. Like this team is very well built, man. That's why I'm saying they're not a seven seed. That that's why nobody should be surprised that they get to the conference finals. Nobody should be saying that LeBron's a goat because he came from a seven seed to get to the finals. Because the team's not really a fucking seven seed, and we all know this shit. We all know it. They're not a seven seed. So that's what I want to say. The Lakers get to the finals against the Utah Jazz. Probably seven games. All right. Let's get to the East. The East, baby. The beast of the East. Number one seed, Philadelphia 76ers versus the Washington Wizards. As everybody saw, Sixers won the first game. Actually, Joel Embiid only played 20 minutes and still scored 30 points. Um, and Tobias Harris had 37 points, and Ben Simmons had 15 and 15. Not points and assists, 15 rebounds and 15 assists. Only six points. Gives a shit. That's 30 points, at least, with 15 assists. You're welcome. All right. I'm going to say this. Sixers and five. It's going to be a gentleman's sweep. I think the, I think Washington stills one at home. Um, Sixers are probably the second best home team in the game. They're second best, right? Yeah, they had the second best record. I think it's going to be tough to beat the Sixers right now as they're very well built. They're very well coached. And Joel Embiid's on a different level. And they really don't have a big that can stop him. I mean, Robin Lopez is a very good defender, but he still is having a lot of trouble stopping Embiid. And Ben Simmons' defense on Bradley Beal. Like, Bradley Beal can score. It might score 30, but he's working for each and every single last one of those shots. And if it's not Simmons on them, it's Thibault on them. And they all have active hands. This defense that they have right now, even with Seth Curry, is a really good fucking defense. It's a top five defense. Now, what the Wizards did to get to the playoffs is heroic. Um... Russell getting, you know, triple doubles each game and, you know, Bradley Bill being the scorer that he is. They did everything possible to get to the playoffs and they worked their asses off to get there. It seems like they've been playing in playoff mode all season. <clears throat> and to get to the eighth seed is heroic, but they're playing a much better Sixers team um, that are firing that looked like during the game they were firing all cylinders on defense at the end of the game. So, I think Sixers and five. Okay. Knicks, Atlanta, and Atlanta Hawks. This is actually pretty evenly matched series. This is going to be a pretty evenly matched series. Um, The Knicks have the best player, which is Doolis Randall. But, the problem that we have with the Knicks, well, really Atlanta too. I think these are two of the least experienced teams in the playoffs right now. If I'm if I'm thinking correctly, these are two of the least experienced teams. I think Atlanta stole game one, which is fine. That's cool. This is going to be a seven-game series um, with... I say the Knicks win. I say the Knicks win in seven. It's going to be a bitch trying to win a game seven in in Madison Square Garden. It's going to be tough. That's going to be a real tough thing. That's a tough ask for this team is to win uh, 
a s- game seven in Madison Square Garden. That's a tough ask, man. But if there's one player that doesn't care, it's Trey. <laughs> it's it's Trey. Um, the guy is he's he, the kid just doesn't give a fuck. He's a shit talker. He doesn't care. He's oozing confidence. I still think that the Knicks at this point are way better. Like I, I it, when you get to the playoffs, it's about how the team is built, how they all complement each other. And I think the Knicks are a better complementary team right now than the Atlanta Hawks. And I think that Julius Randle will not have to. I don't think Julius Randle will have too many bad games against the Atlanta Hawks. So I'm saying Knicks in seven. All right. Milwaukee, Miami. This series has surprised me. I think, and I could be wrong. I don't give a fuck. Milwaukee won the first, has won the first two games. Okay, cool. They have. They won in Milwaukee. That's great. Now you got to go to Miami. Uh-oh. Now you got to go to Miami. Now, Milwaukee is very experienced in the playoffs. Experience plays a lot in the playoffs. Miami got to the finals last year. In the bubble. Okay, in the bubble. Jimmy is not going to go out without a fight. At all. Just, just know this. Jimmy Butler's not going out without a fight. This team still has the experience of last year. They still feel like they are underappreciated. I still think from the bottom of my heart that this is going to go seven games and Milwaukee walks away with it. But if Chris Middleton doesn't hit that fader, they, if Chris Middleton doesn't hit that fader game one, I would have said Miami. But you don't want this team. Milwaukee has them down right now, and they need to put that foot on the pedal. But I don't think Jimmy's going to let that happen. I think Giannis is one of the most overrated players I've ever watched in my life. And I mean that. He's over-fucking-rated. And I mean that shit. I, because what does he okay, cool. When he gets to the playoffs against a actually pretty built team, he's gotta work for every bucket. And can he do that for a seven game series? We still haven't really seen him do it. And I think they're going seven. Oh, oh, but they're are up two oh right now. Yeah, but you still gotta go Miami. You still got to play them dogs in Miami. You still got to play. I, I think that Miami, when they get home and start to, you know, get that. Okay, okay, okay. We're home. Fuck it. They, you know, they, they did. You know what? They did what they were supposed to do. Now 0-0 zero, zero again. We're about to get it back to 0-0. Zero, zero. There's some dogs on that team. There's some, there's some players on that team that still remember that they won last year against Milwaukee. With no crowd, of course. But, doesn't fucking matter. I think Miami 
is going to make this into a dogfight. Because they have the players to stick everybody on that team. But, and this is a big one. If the complimentary players continue to step up for Milwaukee, and it's not just trying to work through Giannis, maybe try to work through Chris Middleton too. But if the complimentary players have to step up from Milwaukee to win, possibly in six, but this might be a seven-game series. Possibly. Just saying. That's all I'm saying. And I know everybody's going to be, whoa, you said what about Giannis? Yeah, I fucking said it. I don't care. I don't care. You'd be lanky and all the rest of this shit. Tell me how many finals that he has he gotten to. He's supposed to be the best player right now. The best player. How many finals has he been to? We were saying LeBron was the best player, but let's be real. LeBron got to the play, got to the finals and won some finals. The best player right now is supposed to be Giannis. Whatever. How many play? How many? How many finals has he gotten to? How many conference finals has he gotten to? You look back at it, you're like, oh, he kind of wilts in the in the playoffs. Like, he might put up some points, but the rest of his team doesn't. He doesn't make his team better in the playoffs. Yeah, he's a great individual talent, but when we get to crunch time and it's time to start winning some ball games that get a little tight and they start playing you and they play you every game and they will have a scheme for you every game, is he really that great of a player? Hmm, that's kind of tricky. Just saying. But I think Milwaukee does walk away in seven with their complimentary players playing balling. All right, number two versus number seven. We're talking Brooklyn and Boston. Brooklyn's going to run away with this, mostly because Jason Tatum is the only viable scorer on that team. And I mean that with Kimba Walker playing too. Kimba I don't know what happens to him in the playoffs, but I don't know, man. Like, Kemba can score. He can go get his. Jason Tatum, when I was watching the game, felt like it was a, everybody was a difficult matchup for him. It just felt like, I don't know, it felt stagnant. I feel like Boston right now, without Brown, is a stagnant offense. Like, Tatum can put 50 on your head. Yeah, that's cool. Great. That's great. Tatum can put 50 on your head. That's okay. Okay, cool. What's the rest of the offense going to do? Marcus Smart's not a great shooter. Kemba's a great scorer, but he's he was having a tough time, too. They can't have too many of those games, or they're going to get blown the fuck out. Every game. That big three is a problem. Scoring-wise. Hold on. Scoring-wise. They're a problem. If KD's putting up 40, which he should be doing. If Harden's putting up 30 and getting 15 assists, which he's going to probably do. If Kyrie is also scoring 30. This team are scoring 20, maybe getting this 20-25. You know, those two will fluctuate between each other. But... They, everybody knows who the alpha alpha scorer is, and that's Durant. Listen to what I just said. He's the alpha scorer. He's not the alpha dog. No. You put, a, you put three betas together, you might make an alpha. 
Yeah, I said that shit. Come after me, Brooklyn. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah! Three betas make one alpha. Three beta, uh, three alpha scores, but they're beta defenders. Very, very not great defenders. They're going to get in trouble in the Milwaukee series. That's what I think. They have somebody for Durant, which is Giannis. They have somebody for Kyrie or Harden, which is Drew Holiday. They have somebody for Harden or Kyrie, probably Harden, which is Chris Middleton. Now, we're kind of at a wash right now because they might score, but they're going to work their asses off the score. Yeah, I'm going to that series right now. Sorry. I the Brooklyn might sweep this shit. I I truly think Brooklyn probably will sweep the Boston Celtics. Maybe 5 because Brad Stevens will have one great great coached game, but I don't see them being even close to Brooklyn right now. So, Milwaukee versus Brooklyn right now, this is the best series out of all of the series that's going to come out um this is probably going to be the most evenly matched series of the whole playoffs. I don't know who's going to win. I really don't. I, I, I'm really trying to, I've been racking my brain on this one. Because defensively, Milwaukee has the team. They don't give a fuck. They got Drew Holiday, who is a very underrated player and a very underrated defender. Who... You know, Giannis is former defensive player of the year for a reason. Chris Middleton is normally either he's on or close to being on the all-defensive team. And then you got Brooke Lopez, who is going to stretch their defense out. So now you got free reign in the middle. You really don't have any bigs to stop Giannis. This is where Giannis kind of opens up a little bit because... Who's really going to stop him? Who's the shot blocker? DeAndre Jordan now? Is he? Really? Think about it. Is he? No, he's not. Who's going to stop Middleton? Durant? You going to put Durant on Giannis? I think Giannis is too strong for him. I think Durant is an Ole-type defender that he, he'll he get his steals and some blocks here and there because he's almost seven fucking feet. But I think Milwaukee walks away with this one. I think that Brooklyn defensively is lacking defensively. They, they they sold the farm for what? Like, you got rid of Jared Allen, who is a very, very good defender. Very good shot blocker. Very good timing. All that. He would be a great disruptor for this series. You ain't got that now. Like, you still got Blake Griffin, who is pretty good. DeAndre Jordan, who's pretty good. Your bench is lacking still. Who who are you bringing off the bench? Now, if Spencer Dinwiddie was to come and play, because I think he's supposed to be getting healthy soon. He's supposed to be – he might be out for the rest of the season. Who knows? But I think Milwaukee walks away in a grind. This might be a grind. But – I think, I truly think that that big three that Brooklyn has is a very overrated big three. They score, 
You better score 100. You better be ready to score with them. But I think Milwaukee slows them down, slows down that scoring. And once you slow down their scoring, now what we're talking about? Now we're talking half-court game where the game's kind of getting isolated and you have to try to stop stop somebody who's going to dunk all over you who's bigger, stronger, faster. So I think Milwaukee walks away with this actually in six games. Uh-oh. All right, Sixers versus New York. This is this is this is a five game, six game series. Sixers walk away with it. Um, New York still isn't like matchup wise, isn't with the Sixers. Um, Julius Randle is a problem. Let's not get it twisted. I won't lie. Julius Randle was a really good player. Derrick Rose is balling his ass off. That that's also the X factor in the Atlanta series is that Derrick Rose was. he's playing out of his mind and he's playing under Tibbs. They're well-coached team too. Sorry. Hold on. Goodness gracious. Um, New York, I mean, New York with Tibbs. um, Tibbs is a really good playoff coach too. He just never got to the finals. He didn't have that other score with D Rose. Like, you know, like we all were saying, Carmelo Anthony should have went there, but we're not going to say, Hey, listen, listen, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, cool. So, I think they're a well-coached team, and they're all grinders. That's what brings. That's what's good about them. Great about them. All those guys grind, and they're young. I think that the Sixers are in desperation mode, just like Utah. By the way, just like Utah, I think the Sixers are in desperation mode, and I think that. That desperation and that defense that they have right now is going to shut down everything that the that New York is good at. And that's trying to get the playing through Julius Randle. And when that second unit comes, the Sixers bench is probably second to none right now in scoring. And you can come talk to me, and we can talk. We can talk business after this if you want. But that bench had to had to hold up in the middle of the season. I guess nobody watched that, but that bench had to hold up in the middle of the season. And the addition of George Hill is a big, big pickup. That's why I'm saying they might even walk away five on this one. They might be waiting for, you know, Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee to be done. And also that home court advantage is second to none. Okay. Milwaukee versus Philadelphia. This is kind of a get back game for Philadelphia. I mean, get back series for Philly because Giannis decided to sit on the middle of the floor. Like he was having a great game beforehand and lucky Simmons wasn't playing, but I'm not going to make a beef on those guys where they were doing well was that they were hitting threes. They were scoring at will from the three point line. Like 
Brooke Lopez anything. He could have just thrown it behind his back, eyes closed with his left hand, and Brooke Lopez probably would have made a three in a couple of those games. It's kind of weird because he plays some of his best games against the Sixers. If Milwaukee can keep up the three-point barrage that they have against the uh, have against them, have against the Sixers, Milwaukee can walk away with the series and get to the finals. But we're in the playoffs. And once you start missing those shots, now we're in danger zone. Now it's a half-court game or no, no, no. Now the game is sped up. Because you miss a three, where's the three going to go? That's a long rebound. Who normally gets the long rebounds? Simmons. Who you normally starts the breaks? Ben Simmons. And if Curry's hitting and Danny Green is hitting and Tobias is hitting and B really doesn't have to work too hard to get his buckets, Sixers got this in seven. And that's a biased way for me to say it. I know it's biased. Everybody's like, you be so biased. No, 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 no. You're not thinking about it right. Philly has great defense. They're very well coached. Actually, probably have the better coach in this situation. For the first time in a long time, we can actually say we have the better coach. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brett Brown. I'm sorry. Hopefully, you get to ring the bell at least once, man. I know you went through the process and everything, but... Doc, Doc's bringing something else out of this team. Uh, give me one second. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Wrapping this up a little bit. So, I think that this is going to be a very evenly matched series that goes back to Philadelphia. And once again, we're talking about one of the best home court advantages in the game today, which is Philly. And by the time we get to the conference finals time, I think they might be at like 75% capacity. That building is going to be rocking and motherfucking rolling. And like I said, if they miss threes, those are long rebounds that start breaks for the Sixers, which plays right into their hands. They want to speed the game up. And the way they speed the game up is with the active hands and getting out on breaks as quickly as possible. So I think the Sixers win this. I'm going to say seven. I hate doing the game part, but I'm going to have to do it. I think the Sixers win it in seven. Sixers in seven going to the finals against the Lakers. And let me tell you something. I got to go to one of them fucking games. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying Sixers. I don't give a fuck. It's Sixers. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I I, I think that Simmons can play defense on LeBron. Who's, I mean, the only thing that's really stopping me from saying the Sixers against the Lakers is you can throw AD and Andre Drummond at Embiid. And he's going to have, it's going to come down to this series is going to come down to what Tobias can do. That This is literally what the finals is going to come down to. How good is Tobias Harris? 
He scored 37 in the first game against Washington. We're about to find out how we're going to have to find it out because Embiid's going to be stifled by those two guys. They're really good defenders. And they're really good scorers. And they're going to pull him out of the lane. Simmons can probably play against LeBron. Both benches are actually very well built. Like Sixers still go 11 deep on this team. They their they their rotation is still 11 deep. I I think fuck man, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. It, it's really tough. I know everybody I know I'm saying the Sixers. That's because I'm biased, but like I, this is going to it's a tough it's this that series is a toss up. And yeah, I did. I'm, I'm I'm being real. I think Milwaukee beats Brooklyn. I think the Sixers beat LA. I don't know, man. I think it's just a thought. That's all. That's my opinion. Sixers beat LA in seven. And um, no, 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 not. I think they beat them earlier than that. Actually, think they beat them earlier than that. I think Philly gets their get back with the Lakers from Iverson. This shit's for Iverson, man. That's what it is. Fucking Iverson. For AI. That's how I feel. So, yeah, I think the Sixers beat LA. Um, I had a few upsets. I didn't want to be one of those guys to be like, yeah, well, we're going to go chalk down the board. No, we're not. That's not shit's not going to happen like that. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this podcast. Um, if you, I know some of you are not sports fans, and that's cool. Also, I'm watching Kuroko um, basketball for in honor of the NBA playoffs. So, I'm going to have some reports on that possibly tomorrow, maybe the day after. Um, also, if you guys get a chance, go to Comicast on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I think they're on Spotify too. Um, anywhere, I think anywhere really. Uh, podcasts are. Um, just go to if you got Apple or Spotify, Comicast is there. But um, I have a review for uh, me and Michael Carroll have a review for Army of the Dead. It's gonna be very surprising for you guys, but hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, I don't know when it's supposed to come out. I will post it on Instagram once again, where you can find the Cruising Podcast latest updates is at Cruising Podcast on Instagram, also on at Nice Town Finest on Twitter. Um, where you can find the Cruise and Podcasts is um, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, uh, Spotify, and anywhere you can find your podcast needs. That's where you can find the Cruise and Podcasts. Also, uh, I want to say thank you guys so much, man. Oh my goodness gracious, y'all! I love everybody, y'all. Like I'm, I'm dead serious. I love everybody. I hope everybody is being safe out there. Hope you guys don't do anything. I hope you guys don't do anything I wouldn't do. And I'll catch you guys either tomorrow or Wednesday for the podcast. With that, thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Deuces.